This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Franklin Proctor, here with you. And uh, delighted to have you aboard on this, well, it's a bit of a cloudy day, isn't it, Charlie? I, it's going to get a lot better. Yeah. I was panicked, as you know. Before as the usual. Show. Just as we're coming to the studio, I went to get my little bell, you know, for our first-time callers. welcoming bell. And I found it, but then... For, I shook it and nothing happened. I said, somebody stole my clapper. But, Except you said clanger. Yeah, clanger. Well, clapper, actually. The clanger, did well, you Well, yeah, you corrected yourself. There it is. Yeah, okay. So Turns that's out. the first time callers. Let Sebastian know if you if you get a hold of us. And yeah. to do that, Charlie, we yes. got to get the phone numbers here, right? You go right ahead. All right. That's, Char- your job. that's the voice of Charlie Dobbin. And Franklin, that is your only job, giving the numbers. <laughs> okay. So stay on it. Uh, in Toronto, call 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty, and then anywhere else in the province, it's toll free, my friends. One eight hundred seven forty four seven forty, and we got a lot of interesting things to bring to you today. Besides wonderful advice from Charlie, but this is going to come up in a little bit. But she is going to well. A fabulous trip we're we'll oh, talking about, yes. but not we'll talk right about yet. That later. We'll do that in a second. Well, yes, indeed. That'll, yeah. That's much later. But for now, we start with the announcements. Yes. Because I can see already there's a people oh, asking Lordy, people yeah. in the garden with questions. So we're going to have to get to them. But some announcements that are happening in the next week or so. Yeah. Uh, but I will start by just saying Luminato. Ah, right. It's the big arts uh, culture festival happens every year for 10 days at this time. And it's song, it's art, it's um, dance, it's all kinds of it's theater. Uh, anyway, the hub or the headquarters of Luminato is David Pico Square. Right. And that's where I've just spent the last several days because I'm uh, managing an installation of some gardens for the first time ever wow. in the headquarters square, the hub, where there is also music. You know, two stages are being mm-hmm. built and restaurant and a bar and uh, a big, huge sculpture is going in. But I and some wonderful team of volunteers have been helping me plant birch trees and, um, yeah, get it all organized for a bunch of flowers that are coming right. in on Tuesday. Do you want an oak tree? Do I want an oak tree? Why do you have an oak tree? I have about nine of them. Yeah, well, really? well, actually, no, about seven left. Okay, so yeah. you're raffling them off, giving them yes. away, standing uh, yeah. on street corners looking for... To my for closest friends. ...donations. <laughs> oh, and you don't want one then. Oh, no, okay. thank you. All right. Hmm. <laughs> so they're doing all right? You didn't leave them on the no, streetcar no. or no, lose no, them no, somewhere? No, 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 still okay. okay Shirley good. planted one uh, at the farm, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got another one that I'm going to give to my uh, friend, uh, friends Peter and Anne, okay. uh, her neighbors, and uh, they'll plant one tomorrow. Excellent. Okay. Plant a tree. Right. For tomorrow. Right. These are the just acorns little. Charlie and I picked up in last High fall. Park last fall. And they have now, I'm telling you, they're about eight inches high. Yeah. Eight inches already? Yeah. Soon they'll be 80 feet. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Quickly to the announcements. Today and tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., 18 residential gardens in Lawrence Park will open their gates to happy garden goers in one of Toronto's first planned garden communities. A complimentary shuttle bus service is available for participations for participants to hop on and hop off along the route. There are knowledgeable Toronto Master Gardeners in each garden to answer any questions you may have. And this, of course, is the uh, 28th annual Through the Garden Gate Tour, sponsored by and a fundraiser for the Toronto Botanical Gardens. So for more information, torontobotanicalgarden.ca. Uh, the homes of the Scarborough Bluffs will swing open their front gates and front doors to welcome guests for a third year next weekend, Saturday, June 20th, in support of the Rouge Valley Health System Foundation from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. For ticket information about the Gates Open Home and Garden Tour, visit bluffsgatesopen.com. And, uh, and that's also one where, unfortunately, you're not able to come, but I will be going for the f- after four o'clock right. to Aaron's house and doing my my stand up comedy routine, <laughs> and um, it's worth it, folks. As we're oh. swigging, I hope margaritas or something lovely, <laughs> and then nobody will notice that what I'm saying. Uh, okay, the Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society fifty eighth exhibition of cut garden roses and floral design is also next Saturday, June the 20th, from 1 until 5 p.m. and then Sunday the following day from 10 until 4. This happens at the Royal Botanical Garden Centre in the McQuestern Theatre, which is of course located at 680 Plains Road West in Burlington. Admission is free with RBG admission. Everyone is welcome to exhibit, so that's kind of cool. Like, Mm -hmm. if you had a rose right now growing on your balcony, it would just be popping open because we're at that time now. The roses are just happening and you would just cut one of those roses and you'd put in a little vase and you'd jump in your car and you'd race on down the highway and take your rose and enter it into a competition. Wow. It's quite a that simple. Huh? It's that simple. Anybody can exhibit. So uh, certainly consider that. I would actually, if I wasn't yeah. busy going to the cocktail party at Aaron's, I'd be going to this rose <laughs> because I have some really nice you roses. You know it really sways Charlie, don't you? <laughs> Bars open. Oh, okay, right there. got to go there. <laughs> um, um, there's also a mini flower design workshop and potted mini roses will be for sale. So that's all. All very fun next weekend. More, if you want more information, email hbrosesociety at simpatico.ca. So Hamilton Burlington Rose Society. Uh, okay, again, next week, everything's happening next Saturday. The Woodbridge Hort Society, they're hosting the Woodbridge Garden Tour. That's from 10 until 3, rain or shine. Tickets are $10 each. For more information, www.woodbridgehorticultural.weebly.com. There it is. Yep. Okay. okay. Um, we do have callers online, so we ask those folks to hold on, please. Um, in fact, uh, the, the numbers, in case you haven't jotted them, 416-360-0740 for Toronto, and then anywhere in the province, toll-free 1-800-740-4740. Now, initially, Charlie, I was going to get into a little wonderful bit of information that has to do with you and traveling. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Where am I? Who are you inviting? That's the thing. Well, YMT Vacations has offered me an opportunity to to take a tour, take a group to Hawaii for two weeks, four islands, leaving January the 6th from Toronto. And uh, it, it sounds so like just so much fun because not only will you see all the classic Waikiki Beach and, you know, volcanoes and Pearl Harbor and, you know, all that cool mm-hmm. stuff, 
But on the side, there's um, Thunder, Mountain, Thunder Mountain coffee plantation. There's a pineapple plantation, mm-hmm. an orchid nursery. So it's an agricultural tour. Uh, giant ferns, just some uh, noni fruit. Oh, really neat. Like so, going into the horticultural agricultural aspect a fish farm in hawaii so learning that so educational and fun all for 13 days and leaving. you're stuck with i mean you're with charlie <laughs> january all 6th wow stuck stop that <laughs> so for more you know how you, for more information on this where did I write that down? Where did I write that down? Okay, so for more, for more information, what you do is you go to – where did I write it? I know I wrote it. Learn more. Go to ymtvacations.com. All right, so ymtvacations.com. Then up in the top right corner, there's like a little search box. Yep. In that search box, you type in CFZM, oh, yeah. and it will come right up. This, okay. this uh, Hawaii tour. There's a phone number there. There's yeah. um, email. And you basically just ask, you know, for more information, and they're going to love to explain more. But it, it does sound like an awful lot of fun, and I would love people to come with. Okay. If you missed any of that information, Charlie's going to be talking about another 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So mm-hmm. pick it up then. Okay? And uh, we're going to be back in just a flash. We have uh, folks waiting online to talk to Charlie and ask questions after these words. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And in just a flash, Charlie and I will be talking to, well, particularly Charlie will be talking to John <laughs> in Oshawa. Just want to quick, quickly uh, mention that Sierra Sill is one of our fine sponsors, and we just love that company. They're based in Vancouver. It's a total Canadian company. The product that they supply to you really it emanates from the Sierra Mountains. It's this ingredient that they found, and it's been been proven, and it is. And it's in a little, <clears throat> excuse me, a little pill form, mm-hmm. and that's for joint pain relief. That's right. Which is for all of us something that happens As you eventually, yep. Yep. <laughs> you know. And and certainly being out in the garden, I've not only been experiencing joint pain, but also muscle pain, and that's where that great little analgesic spray comes in because it's. It just smells great and it's warm and it's got all these essences of lavender and rosemary and it's just – All natural oils. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all – actually Sierra. all their products are all natural yeah. and, and both you and I have had good experience yeah. finding that they Check work them for out. us. They're available, yeah. uh, both the analgesic spray and of course the pills, available at many health food stores, That's right? That's right. Or you can give them a call yeah. at one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.com. S-I-E – R R A S I L. Well, John, I hope you enjoyed my singing. There. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Garden Show, John. Howdy, doody. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Feel like Mini Pearl. Howdy. How y'all doing? <laughs> Good. Um, I was. Uh, your screener asked me. Uh, I was. He wanted to know what my question was, and I said above ground gardening. Well, he said, "Isn't all gardening above ground?" I said, "No, some of it's in the ground." <laughs> but what my question is: uh, uh, when you use uh, containers uh, at the end of the season, can that soil be saved till next year? Absolutely. Or, or does it have to be? Uh, 
discard. Oh, no. Uh, so great question, actually. And I've been asked that many times in seminars. When we're gardening above ground in containers, remember potting soil is for the pots and garden soil is for the garden. So you spend a fair amount of money on a good quality potting soil. And that's what we plant and we grow in all season. At the end of the season, we've harvested our vegetables or our herbs or we've discarded our annuals into the composter. I always keep the soil. Sometimes, depending on what the, what is in the, like what kind of a pot it is, it goes into a frost-free location or it at least goes, you know, somewhere where it's going to be safe and spends the winter in that situation. Come spring, as long as the local cats have not been using my empty pot full of soil as their personal kitty litter box, I just get out my trowel, dig out any little old roots and things that are in that potting soil, top it up with some fresh, uh, a little bit of some uh, fertilizer, and in go the next, the next season's pots. Plants, I mean. <laughs> Plants into the pots. So, so absolutely, very reusable, uh, other than, like I said, if there's anything that's caused any contamination. Yeah, but is that for, for like, I'm, I'm referring to, like, vegetables. Yep, it's fine. It's oh, fine. okay, but, that's fine. Yep, yep. I mean, because yeah, uh, I've never heard any, I, I listened to your program, but I never ever heard anybody ever ask that question, and I thought, well, I'm going to find out. Well, good for you. You're right. That is the first time I've been asked that question on this show, so thank you for asking it. Yeah. Frank, can I ask you one question? Yeah, sure. Uh, what happened to your producer that you used to have on on, on the afternoon? Oh, he actually, uh, uh, James Patrick Dooley, your friend. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, James is uh, uh, in the creative department here. He's a writer, oh. and he voices a lot of commercials, too. So he's, he's a full-time writer of, uh, of commercial material. Hell of, a, hell of a talent. He really is. Yeah. Okay, I John. Used like, I used to like the, when you when yous were on together there. Yeah. Uh, you used to tell those little jokes, and I haven't heard them anymore. <laughs> well, we'll get on to that, John. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Thanks you very so much. much. Yeah, you guys would banter back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Sebastian and I are going to get into that. Boy, yeah. I'll tell you. You're yes, gonna... the revive. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, look. He's, he's on, looking yeah. excited. He's looking excited yeah, already. Yeah, all right. Well, well Listen now, for later this afternoon <laughs> for the inaugural. <laughs> two, two to 3.30, we'll get Sebastian on the Sebastian and Frank banter session. (laughs) In Guelph, there is Marita waiting to talk to you. Hello, Mm -hmm. Marita. Hello. Good. I've been waiting patiently. Excellent. Thank you. I have three beautiful burning bushes. At Mm -hmm. least they were beautiful. Mm -hmm. I cut them back about three weeks ago, and last week I noticed that uh, some of the leaves were curling up, and on inspection, they were absolutely infested, or at least one uh, worse than the others, uh, with with black, slimy stuff, and uh, it looked like eggs. <clears throat> and when I touched them, they sort of disintegrated to make it slimy. The stems were covered in this black stuff, and there were also tiny little uh, flies with wings on them. I also found several adult beetles that I've never seen before. They're black with a brilliant orange stripe down the center. Mm. And when you squish them, they, there's, like, they're really slimy, too. <laughs> and I'm wondering if these are the, the mums, you know, that laid these thousands of eggs or whatever it is. Mm. So I cut off all these affected branches and sprayed it with Bug Be Gone. Okay. And I also have a dormant spray kit, and I'm wondering, um, 
if uh, that was the right thing to do to cut the bush back and all that infestation, you know, I, I discarded. The and what these things are, I've never seen them before. I've had these burning bushes for about seven years. So the, when you cut them back initially three weeks ago, roughly how much of the plant did you cut back? Oh, just, um, it was less than a third. It was just that they were getting too tall. Okay, so that's fine. So giving them a, a haircut is not a problem. Yeah, that's all I did. Yeah. I didn't cut it back drastically. But when I saw this infestation, especially on the one, I, I cut off, you know, the, the branches that were most affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spraying was a very good idea. Uh, because uh, the bug be gone is a contact killer, so it's very important that if, this is always a challenge. If the insect has curled the leaf around itself so that it's all up inside the leaf, which is rolled, and you spray away and you're spraying the leaves, but you're not actually contacting the bugs, it's very hard to ha- get any good control. So you may have to sp- spray again. Euonymus. Um, Okay, so I've brought up, okay, so burning bush is a euonymus. Most of us are familiar with the euonymus. It's grown typically in shady areas at the foundation of our homes. There's the green and white euonymus, emerald gaiety, and then there's plain green, and there's, you know, green and yellow. But burning bush is also the same genus, though it's not an evergreen. It drops its leaves um, in the fall. So euonymus does get a scale, S-C-A-L-E, which is an insect causes all kinds of problems and ultimately the death of the plant. So if you wanted to Google euonymus scale, uh, which I have just done, it's showing me a lot more the traditional euonymus, uh, the evergreen sort. sort. Um, The other thing that can happen is... uh, Okay, the other thing I want you to Google, do you have access to the internet? No, I don't. Oh, okay, so that doesn't help much. Okay, because when you mentioned lady... Uh, sorry, you didn't mention ladybug. You said a beetle with a stripe. A well, there or... were ladybugs as well. There okay. were ladybugs yeah. and this other beetle that is black uh-huh. with a brilliant orange stripe that I've never seen on any plant. But when you say a beetle, was it a sh- is it like a shiny beetle or is it just like a beetle with six legs? Um, it was just sort of a like a sort of a narrow. Um, yeah. Okay, so... The, the beetle type. Okay, so no, this is a really, really good question. And anybody out there that has access to the internet, right now, go to Google or whatever, your, however you do your searches, and, and put into your, your finding, your search, ladybug larva. Because the larva of... You know what? We all know what a ladybug looks like. Yep. It's a shiny little round, yeah, well, sweet Yeah, I found some of those insect. on the bush as well. Yeah, so I'd say the larva of the ladybug, the, the um, juvenile form of a ladybug, looks nothing like a ladybug. It's actually one of the most ugly insects you've ever seen. Oh, I, I'm just taking a look at this. Yeah, uh, and ooh, ooh. the first thing you want to do is squish it. But honestly, the larva eats even more aphids and more pests than the adult does. So it's important we should all... like have a post a picture up on the wall of what a young ladybug looks yeah, like yeah. because they like I said they're not attractive but they're very beneficial right um, so I'm wondering if maybe that's partly what's going on is you've got an infestation of scale or some kind mm-hmm. of an uh, there are many insects out there that will cause all kinds of issues then the ladybugs well, what about those little tiny black um, mm-hmm. things that looks like they have hatched yeah. from this black slimy eggs or whatever that stuff is yeah well what hatches doesn't yeah sometimes it doesn't always 
it isn't always obvious to us what's really going on, but there is sounds like there's a whole ecosystem going on on your burning bushes. So because these little tiny black things, they have wings. Mm-hmm, yeah, they're well, really tiny. Right, so it could be a form of gnat. I mean, there and there are yeah, there, there's all kinds of little tiny flying insects, most of whom are not typically. Uh, hugely huge pests outside. Uh, if they are, they fly around, and you know they don't all congregate in one spot. So, all I'm trying to say here is that you've done the right thing by recognizing you have a problem, and you've sprayed an insecticide to attempt to lower the population of the pest. Yeah. Well, I also uh, well, I couldn't spray a second time because we've had so much, so much rain. rain. So I would not do any spraying until you go out and thoroughly inspect the plant again, see if you're starting to see a bit of new growth, you know, make sure, have you yeah, fertilized these? Some of these bugs I also found at the bottom where there are new shoots have come up. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it's not just the top. Right. But most insects love new growth. So wherever there's new growth, you're going to find insects. That's the tastiest and the sweetest and the youngest. So yeah. bottom line, f- make sure you fertilize the bushes, keep an eye on them, spray specifically and locally, you know, on any specific pests, but avoid killing any beneficial insects if you can. That's that's what I would say. And they're likely going to be just fine. They're just going through this process. Bugs will move on. The, the one bushes was badly infested, and the other one had, you know, signs of it as well. This is why I cut the the tops mm-hmm. off okay. again to get rid of most of that guck. Yeah. Right. Ma- Marita, we, we have to go. Thank uh, you. We've gone on a little bit Thank here. Thank you very much. Okay. okay uh, yeah, that's fine. We have other folks waiting on the line, Sylvia, Roger, etc., and we will get to those folks and uh, here on The Garden Show after we hear these words. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbs. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And we're uh, having a busy show. You know what I forgot to do is give the mantra. No, you yeah. forgot something? I know, Not it's hard like to believe. You. Hard to believe. <laughs> First mistake I've made all year. Okay, uh, Write call it down. early, call often, one question per call. And the calls, first of all, in Toronto, come this way, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, one 800 740 Four seven forty, and speaking elsewhere in the province, let's take a little trip to Elmville. Elmville. Sylvia's waiting for us. Hi, Sylvia. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm calling about my clematis vine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's flowering. I it when I re- got it for Mother's Day, it it was already flowered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still flowering, mm-hmm. um, but I'm getting brown spots on it. On the petals or on the leaves? On the petals. Mm-hmm. Um, now I was, my daughter, she said she, uh, uses dish soap on all her plants and everything, um, to spray. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that good thing? Okay. Uh, No, it's a good question. Um, brown spots on petals means that water has gotten on the petals and the water is sat there long enough that the petals turned brown. Oh. And that's completely connected to the rain. Oh. And remember flowers don't last forever. Right, no, flowers no. come, flowers go, right, right. and but it's been staying. 
That's like, great. Um, no, that's the cool is helping for sure prolong the flowering, and okay. that's great. But but I wouldn't be overly concerned. White is it a white clematis by any chance? Um, it's like a purpley. Okay, so because quite often the white flowers are the ones that we notice it the most on because okay. there's that pure white petal and it's got little brown spots all over it. Oh. Magnolia do it every spring, right? The beautiful oh. big magnolia blossoms. Right. They, we get a rainfall and they get little brown spots all over them. So don't worry. You know, we, I think we've had an, more rain in the last two. Two weeks than yeah. we had in the entire month well, of we May. We're in clay also. My yeah. husband put some drainage uh, Good. Um, there Good. To, for the water to get away yeah. where we have that clematis, you Good. know. Good. Um, yeah. Now, uh, my, my, some of my other clematises uh, mm-hmm. and, and my gold, Mongolia tree, some of the, there's, uh, the leaves are get beat, bitten. Or oh, like, yeah. You know, there's, uh, is that Chunks a, missing. Yeah, the edges are getting chewed. Yeah, chewed, yeah. yeah. Could I spray that? Well, I look closely, see if you see any evidence of insects. Because, you know, going back to our last caller, uh, Marita was seeing insects, and then she got a hold of Bug Be Gone, and she went after those insects, because that's how it works. Okay. You must contact the insect with your spray. Oh. You, now, you mentioned your daughter uses dish soap. Dish soap and water. Which is fine. Just make sure it's dish soap and not dish detergent. Oh, when we mix dish detergent with water, we give everybody a nice bath. The, the, bugs. the bugs are clean, the plants are clean, everybody's clean, okay. but nobody's dead. So, oh. so okay. It's super important that you use soap and water. Oh, so, just regular soap. But it's got to be soap. So not, not dish soap. It could, yeah, yeah, dish soap is fine. It's just not detergent. There oh. are emulsifiers in detergent that counteract the whole point of the soap. I didn't know there was a difference between dish detergent and dish soap. Oh, yeah. Detergent was a big invention when they invented in the 50s. It made a huge difference because it takes all that grease off of our our pots and pans, whereas soap didn't, right? Soap would leave that slimy layer behind. And that's why soap works to kill insects and detergent. She she finds uh, uh, sunlight works the best. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just be careful using any soap sprays on a hot, sunny day. So oh, do your oh. soap spraying early in the day, late in the day, preferably on a cloudy day. Oh, like today, yeah. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Is this going to get sunny later? I'm crossing all my fingers. I hope so, Got because it. my clematis haven't even started blooming yet. Well, dry out some of that wet clay. I have yeah. the same thing at my house. It's pretty yeah. soggy. Yeah. Hey, good luck with that, Sylvia. Okay, all right. Thanks very much. And Thank don't you for worry calling. about the petals. Okay. Keep in touch with Elmville for us, all right? Roger in Mississauga. Hello, how are you this morning? Oh, very good. Thanks for taking my call. Actually, I've got some Swiss chard, but uh, the leaves are having a white spot, and then it withers away. I'm Mm. just wondering if there's any organic treatment to deter that. Yeah, so the white spot, if you gently rub that white spot between your thumb and your finger, it it will come off. It's just a superficial little white bit of fuzz, and it's likely a bit of powdery mildew. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, you know, so much of what goes on in the garden is completely connected to the weather. Mm -hmm. And we have had very few drying days, and we've had quite a lot of wet days. So now we're starting to see mildews and, and fungal diseases really be happy because this is their kind of weather. So is there anything organic? There is for Swiss chard. I'm just trying to think. 
Yeah, I mean, there are several organic fungicides. If you go to your local garden center, you can get something called garden sulfur in a, in a liquid form in a spray bottle. Read the instructions. It will tell you, you know, to shake thoroughly and to spray. Again, you're going to use this sulfur when the sun is not shining on the plants. So early in the day, late in the day, preferably when it's cl- uh, cloudy. And you will prevent the spread of that mildew. The problem with fungal diseases is that they're very hard to eliminate, but you can control them from spreading. So, so look for a garden sulfur. Um, yeah, just called garden sulfur. Uh, there's also copper sulfate, but that's probably a little too intense for Swiss chard. And then there's something, I believe it's called serenade. I should just look it up. Uh, I will report, if you keep listening, I will report back after this break. But I'm pretty sure there is another fairly new fungicide on the market, which is called serenade. But let me just double check that and I'll, I'll tell you more there's after. A Bordeaux, B-O-R-D-E-A-U-X um, it, spray? No, Bordeaux is B-O-R-D-O and it's in a powder form and it is copper sulfate. Oh, and that would be helpful? Well, again, that is a, a very good fungicide. It's actually the very first fungicide that was ever invented for grapes in the Bordeaux region. However, copper sulfate might be like a, just a little bit too intense for the fine leaves of Swiss chard. That's my only worry. Plus, well, yeah, I was gonna say, plus you're planning to eat that Swiss chard, but, you know, copper. I just worry sometimes about heavy metals on uh, on plants that we eat and in the soil. So I would I would avoid going the copper sulfate route if you can, and just stick to the sulfur route. Okay, I appreciate um, your help on that. Thank okay, you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, imagine a lot of copper in your system. You're going to set off the alarms if you're going flying anywhere. <laughs> no, it's not that those. much copper. Oh, Come well, on. I did. And okay. it, like seriously, it's used on grapes. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but it's the thing is when we use it on grapes, we're using it now, and we're not eating those grapes for for months. And in many cases, mm-hmm. we're making wine and we're doing all the fermentation. The Swiss chard, however. Uh, I think Roger's probably going to be eating some in the next week or so. Okay. Great uh, timing. What, what does this remind you of? Tiny bubbles <laughs> in the wine makes me happy. Oh, so fine. What does that Tiny mean? Tiny bubble. It was uh, Don Ho that had that hit. He was a Hawaiian gentleman. Really? Had a wonderful voice. <laughs> as, uh, hello. Uh, yeah, and so all I'm trying to do... I was do, thinking of a children's song about, there's a bubble song, you know, about whales and things, but no. getting near the ocean, it's all about bubbles and whales, right? And Tiny Bubbles, the song, reminds yes. me of Hawaii. Hawaii. And you would really like to come to Hawaii with me, wouldn't oh, you, Frank? Oh, brother, whatever. All right, it won't cost you that much money. And I think we could start a fundraising campaign and maybe oh, organize something so that... For the cause. For the I'm cause. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, well they have all those Kickstarter programs. You know, yeah. we could just get get something going, start a fund so Frank can join Elliot and I in Hawaii, leaving Toronto January the sixth, gone for thirteen days, visiting four islands, beaching it. You know, dancing, swinging around, singing. You'll like that part. Yeah, and grass skirts. Yep, I'll, grass I'll, skirts. I'll bring the lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> you're on that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, dear. And, uh, and, uh, but also the theme of the tour, of course, is agricultural, yeah. horticultural um, events and, and locations in Hawaii. So we'll see coffee being grown, pineapples, noni fruit. We'll, we'll go to orchids, nurseries, just all kinds of really neat off-the-beaten-track locations. How as, can folks get on? Board well, here. as other mainstream uh, 
tourist locations. YMT Vacations. So you can Google ymtvacations.com. When that comes up, type CFZM into the search engine in the top right-hand corner, and all the information comes up. For those of you that might not have access to a computer, 1-800-482-1808. And that'll get you right through to somebody who's standing by, ready to give you lots more information. All righty, Charlie, way to go. It sounds yeah. like a ball. It's going to be a lot, lot of fun. A lot of fun AM740 listeners with you. I yeah, know. I hope so. We're going to be back in just a couple of moments and talk to, uh, let's see, uh, oh, we've got Sandra and John and a whole bunch of other folks. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here with Charlie's email, in case you're trying to get a hold of her. Uh, by all means, let her know about any events coming up that you want publicized. Okay, here it is. Uh, it is uh, C.Dobbin, C-D-O-B-B-I-N at mzmedia.com. Calm. Okay, there we go. And uh, John's been hanging should, on that line for a little bit. Yeah, you oh, should yes. do our phone numbers, maybe. Oh, sure. 416-360-0740. And then 1-800-740-4740, anywhere in the province, toll-free. John, thank you for being patient, and welcome from Mississauga. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good I'm morning. always patient. <laughs> when you have, when, anyhow, regardless. Um, <laughs> Uh, Charlie, I I think it's a flaming bush. I heard earlier on it's a burning bush. But anyhow, flaming bush that I had it for, I don't know, five to six years mm-hmm. and never flowered. Never. Well, I mean, burning bush does not have what we would consider conspicuous flowers. Don't they have sort of like a plum-colored, uh, sort of plum-colored uh, flowers? No? No. Oh, no. Okay. no. The- Okay, green leaves that should turn bright red in the fall. Is that is this? We're talking about the same plant here. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and if you look at the stems, they have wings along the edges of the stems, which is what all euonymus do. So it's not a round green stem; it's green with little sort of gray and brown wings. That's that's how you would identify it as a burning bush. Mm-hmm. The flowers on a burning bush aren't are like I say; they're little yellow things. So, so there's a dif- there, there is a difference between a flaming bush and a burning bush. Well, that's a good question. So what's a oh. flaming bush? <laughs> oh, I've never heard of a flaming bush. Oh, you've never it, heard of a flaming bush? It's a good thing I have a computer in front of me. I'm just looking up flame. Oh, so a flaming bush, I get the same burning bush. This is another common name for burning bush. But if you, you know, oh, look... So what's a burning bush? Burning bush okay. is, uh, like I said, it's a green plant at this time of year, green stems, little wings along the, the stems, uh-huh. wings, the corky sort of gray, brown, and, and very small, inconspicuous yellow flowers, uh-huh. uh, which in some cases can look like they end up having fruit on them eventually. Like, well, you know, I hear I'm just showing Frank. What do yeah. you think? Would you call those showy flowers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you would. And little, little. Well, little. Looks like little berries, white berries or that yellow berries. Turn orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but you're saying it's never flowered. How much sun is your? Uh, oh no, no, it's a sun, and it, it's it's around. I say it's around five feet tall. Mm-hmm. That sounds. I they mean, they, they get big. You know. So yeah, it's quite big. Like I said, I had it for mm-hmm. for a while. You know. I mean. 
See, there's um, a picture but, of the berries. Um, anyhow, well, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken, but like I said, but I mean, maybe it's flowered and you missed it because you were so busy looking at your fruit trees. Oh, I, be, believe me, <laughs> no, 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 don't touch that subject. What I'm gonna do with the fruit? I have so many apples this year, Charlie. <laughs> do I have to pinch them all? My gosh. Uh, yeah, you should. You, you should definitely well, lower. Gonna pick me, you know. <laughs> Well, the plant plants are pretty smart. They it'll drop some if you don't pinch some. No, no, I'm shaking all the time. Yeah, okay, good. And if you have too much that you can't eat, remember you can always donate excess harvest to your local food bank. Yeah, oh, no, at the I, end of the I've season. I've done that in the past. Yeah, Charlie, honest, yeah. Me, I did. Don't you let know, them rot. This uh, besides that, I keep for. But but anyhow, regarding the so okay. Thanks for answering my call because I don't want I don't want Frank to tell me that I put two questions in one time. <laughs> you know, Frank, <laughs> Patrolman Proctor. <laughs> okay, Frank and Child, thanks very much. Thank you, John. Thanks Thank a lot. You, you know, hey, you know what? We haven't had a first-time caller yet this morning. Well, unless yeah. somebody was first-time and they didn't tell us. Well, I don't know. Uh, oh, I have, you know, and I want to use. My little bell. So if there are first time, we've got a couple of lines open, actually. 416-360-0740, 1-800-740-4740 to reach Charlie Dobbin here on the show. Uh, I'm really excited for you in this uh, wonderful Hawaiian trip. I really am. Okay, well, yeah, I think it's going to be a great, great opportunity. Oh, I've, I man, think I yeah. told you I've never been to Hawaii other than when I was conceived. Sure. So <laughs> it's, uh, yes. it's, I don't have a lot of good memories of the place. I've heard well, some good stories, but... <laughs> well, I guess so. Wow. I... My parents really enjoyed it. <laughs> there was a pregnant pause here. I just, that was in honor of Charlie. Okay. Thank you. Yes, yes. So anyway, you know, oh, we've got a call coming in, so we just uh, just hold on just for a second uh, while we do that. Uh, oh, you know what we can talk about yeah. is our... A mm-hmm. little Sierra uh, Sill commitment. Well, we there, take three pills a day. Well, then I was going to say there's a brand new product. Sierra Sill oh, yeah, uh, has has a brand new product on the shelves of natural health mm-hmm. food stores and Rexall drug stores. Yeah. It's called Sierra Sill Joint Formula Active. Yeah. So it's the same joint formula that we've been taking, those three right. little pills, completely natural, mineral supplement uh, from the Sierra, Sierra Mountains. But what's different about this one is there's the addition of something called curcumin. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, so what is curcumin? Why would I want that? Well, what happens is is that not only is your, pla- your uh, painful joint inflammation and associated symptoms lowered when you take this pill, but that's the conventional treatment, but the antioxidants for the maintenance of good health that curcumin provides makes it just that much better. So it's like a bonus part of the pill. So curcumin is a natural active ingredient in the spice turmeric, mm-hmm. and it's clinically proven to have a higher analgesic effect than even acetaminophen. Wow. So again, it's a pain reducer, yep. and it's helping with antioxidants just to keep your system as healthy as it possibly can be. So guaranteed, effective, all natural, significantly easier to digest than other pain relievers, vegetarian friendly and non-GMO. Okay. So bottom line, certainly worth trying if you have any pain at all in your joints. Uh, do take a look, like I said, at your local health food store for the brand new Sierra Sil Joint Formula Active or give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 Check them on the web, sierrasil.com. S-I-E. R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. 
Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Charlie is going to be speaking somewhere this oh, Thursday. <laughs> we'll let you know more about that in a minute or so, okay? It's the Applewood Garden Club. Okay. All right. It's all right. this Thursday. It's at 7 p.m., but I... Yeah, I need to get a little more information because it, it's in somebody's garden. Oh, okay. And, of All course, right. I don't have that in front of me because sometimes I don't remember to bring every piece of paper with me. <laughs> oh, Alrighty. Well, meantime, we've got lots of folks to talk to. Laura in Oakville just dying to get on the line here. Hey, hello and good morning, Laura. Hi, Frank. Morning, Laura. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me if fertilizer expires. Nope. The only thing that can happen to fertilizer, it can get wet, and then it gets, it's very difficult to work with. Okay, so I've had a big uh, tub of 2020, mm-hmm. and it's been in my shed, like, probably over five years. Yep, that's fine. It, it, does it weaken, or? No, no, it's a powder form that you're going to mix with water, I assume. Yeah, crystals. Yeah, yeah. so it's a um, water-soluble. In the shed, what I find is if you open it now, it could just be a solid brick. Okay. <laughs> and it's, so that's when it's hard to scoop that quarter of a teaspoon or whatever the amount is that you're supposed to be mixing up with water. So, but it does not, the um, viability of the fertilizer does not change. Okay. So if you have to use a hammer to break it up and get it, you know, back to being pulverized so you can measure it properly, do so. Uh, and don't hesitate to use it. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Laura. <laughs> Take care of Oakville. Meantime, here we are, back to town, just around the corner, maybe. Who knows? Karen, welcome mm-hmm. to the show. Hi. Good morning. Um, I live in an apartment, mm-hmm. and I am dying to get some other plants in, um, planted other than herbs that I've been doing in the past years. Mm-hmm. And is there a book that I could use as a reference also? Hmm. It's all kinds of books. Yeah. So the one that, you know, that I can just, Locate without a well-known author, such maybe as Charlie herself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should be. I, yeah, so you, I'm, you know what I'm just thinking? There are so many books that have been written on the subject of container gardening. Some of the older ones, you know, 20 years ago, uh, aren't obviously as updated. And particularly, are you looking for um, ideas of plants to plant specifically um, well, or just techniques or tips? Yeah, um, no, just I don't know how to say it. Plants that you can grow and comes back year after year without the cost. Uh, I'm trying to save money now. Right. What you're in Toronto in a balcony? What height? What level do you I'm live on at? On the main level. Okay, good. And what direction do you face? Do you know? The parking lot. <laughs> okay. And which is that? South, north, east, or west? I believe it's. Um, I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. So do, does the sun ever come in your into your apartment? Um, there's a big um, shady tree out front of my balcony, mm-hmm. and it's large, and I've tried growing tomato plants. No go. Yeah, because too much shade. shade. Yeah. Right. So even if you were facing south, that big shade tree would be blocking the sun. Exactly. So, but I can tell you, if you, you mentioned herbs, and there I've are many. so many herbs over the years yeah. that I've got lots saved over. Yeah, good. So I want to change the pattern and go for something different. So some kind of, now keeping in mind that when we garden above ground, it is colder in the winter for the plants than the ones that are in the ground. So when right, the, so I need, I, I've been using obviously plant bulbs. Boxes, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what I've had good success with in the uh, for overwintering above ground with 
no issues whatsoever. Many hostas will survive. Uh, okay. They're quite tough. And, of course, in your shady situation, they can be very ornamental. There's lovely different hostas, of, you know, colors and sizes and shapes of leaves. Uh, so I've had good success overwintering those. I also have a plant that's called false spirea. It's actually the proper name is not well. Anyway, common name is false spirea. It is a shrub, grows as a almost looks like a big fern, but uh-huh. it's very shade tolerant. Uh, it's very easy to grow. Uh, it's nice, gives you some height in on your balcony, or you know how so many plants are so low. We like to have a little bit of height with our plants. That one would certainly be worth getting a hold of uh, if you wanted to plant something. Okay, and year after year, without the cost. Uh, yeah, right? year after year, it comes back for me year after year. Okay. All right. Now, when's the high? Do you think I have a hospital? My name, one of my, who I do daycare with. Anyway, it's a green plant with long leaves, right? A hosta? Yeah. Uh, it is a perennial, a very shade-tolerant perennial that, um, the, uh, yeah, there's all different. Some yeah. will grow as tall as this a meter. Like a spider plant, and, it, and, she, and the neighbor said, or whom I work with, mm. and she said it grow, it's a hardy plant, mm-hmm. and it comes after year after mm-hmm. year. You can move them, put them in a... Yeah. Laura, yeah. I, I'm going to have to yeah. interrupt, Laura. Colors, I'm so sorry, but it's... Th- yeah, colors like a spider yeah. plant, but not long, narrow leaves. So, yeah, 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 it sounds like you're on the right track there. And you have to do a little bit of research on your own there, okay? Oh, I know. All right, I darling. To, yeah. thank, thank you for thank calling. You. Yeah, we do have Karen online from Toronto. Try and squeeze her call in. Hello, no, pardon mm. me, Jackie. Jackie, Jackie yep. in Toronto. Hello, Jackie. Yes, hello. Hello. Um, I, I had a Spartan juniper killed by the ice storm December 2013, and I haven't been able to uh, uh, do anything about it until now. Mm-hmm. Could you recommend a licensed uh, a licensed uh, a company that could uh, attend to it? Okay, it's a great question. Um, a dead juniper that's just coming out, you don't need a licensed company. All you need is somebody with a good saw. Oh. Uh, um, so unless you need the root coming out as well. So I recommend a company called Rent a Sun, S-O-N Sun. So these are young people that are hard workers. All they need is direction. And if you give them a call, uh, Rent a Sun, say, I have a juniper that needs to come out of my garden. Uh, they'll, they'll tell you what the price would be to send somebody over to cut it down. And if, like I said, if you need the roots dug out, they can do that as well. I see. Okay. You don't have their phone number because I don't have a computer. I do not have their phone number, but they will be in the yellow pages if you have the yellow pages. Rent. I do have uh, the yellow pages. There so you go. That's Rent A Sun. S U N. No, S O N. O N. Thank you very much. You're okay, very welcome. You're welcome, Jack. Bye bye. Bye bye. And you know, we, we have had a fun show. This has been a very interesting yeah. show. All over the map. All over the map, indeed. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to. Uh, Give one extra little plug for your Hawaiian tour. Yeah. That is a marvelous Did, thing. Why don't you do a little ukulele? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Okay, so Hawaiian <laughs> Four Island Agricultural Tour, leaving Toronto January the yeah. 6th. I'll be there. I certainly hope some of my listeners, all of my listeners will come along as well because it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. All the, the big tourist locations plus pineapples and noni fruit and orchids and all kinds of cool things. Just go to YMT. Vacations. Vacations.com. Dot com. Go up to the top right corner, yeah. little search box, and yeah. plug in, what is it, C. F Z M. What's our That's call it. number? C F Z M. You got it. You know thank what? Thank you. Yes, we got a scoop. We got to go. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sebastian. He's the best. Thank you, Franklin. You're well, usually the best. I- <laughs> and- <laughs> 
Okay. Thanks to all our great callers because they ask great questions. We wouldn't have such a fun show without some great questions. Stop mumbling. And you're back later today. (laughs) I am from 2 to 3.30. And and, uh, Sebastian and I are going to have our hoot. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Stick around. Okay. Good stuff. And I will see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.